is a magical operation of maximum importance. The initiation of a new Aeon. When it becomes necessary to utter a word, the whole planet must be bathed in blood. Ah yes, welcome to Dead House Whispers. <laughs> Greetings, everyone. I am Calypso. It's been a while, uh, but we are back and better than ever, hopefully anyway. Um, sorry, guys. Uh, I was out with a little bit of a cold. Um, I think Faceless Mike also got a bit of a cold. I've had work, a bunch of other things. Life, you know how it is. But yes, we're back with Dead House Whispers. I'm Calypso again. And if you don't know what Dead House Whispers is, Dead House Whispers is a uh, Dead House Sonata themed podcast where we talk about books, movies, games, television, everything and anything related to Dead House Sonata, as well as the latest updates regarding Dead House Sonata in the first place. And as always, I am joined by my other co-host, Faceless Mike. Greetings, hello, and welcome. I think everyone's getting sick of me at this point. I'm on every week on the official one. We're here most weeks, except yeah, for most lately, weeks. but most weeks. Yeah, except for I'm just updating in the background, making sure I yep. get all of our pages uh, and everything yes, done appropriately. It, it has been a while, and uh, I have some news to announce. Uh, Faceless Mike will be quitting this because he knows the Dead House Sonata <laughs> weekly streams. Anyway, you guys are tired of him, so anybody want to host this show with me? Anybody? No. <laughs> Actually, speaking of that, we should have more guests on. In yeah, the we totally future. should. If you want to totally hop on, should. shout out in the chat or hit yeah. me up in the Discord or Calypso. Because yep. we want and, to get uh, everyone's opinion of Because we want to get updates. people talking. Yes, because the demo has been updated constantly now. Uh, it's also, uh, I think, public on Steam available. Yes. yes, it is now, as I've just updated our little title, Steam Mode Activated. Steam Yay. form activated. So <laughs> yes. yeah, that's that's something that uh, you should all be checking out. Yeah. So if you guys are stumbling across this for the first time and you want to play Dead House Sonata, it is available on Steam to the public. You can go and hit that button to request access, and you should get access. Um, hopefully, yeah, yeah. So it's easy peasy, guys. And then you can uh, play it, give your feedback <laughs> on the forum, jump into the Discord. Do all that other social media stuff. But so yes. When um, everyone was bitching before about say, when do we get to play it? When do we get to play it? Now. Yep. Now. Now yeah. you can play now, it. Now, granted, combat demo. Keep in mind, not yes. the game. Yes. Combat demo. This is to check out what the combat of the game is like. Yes. Because the game will be a little bit different. It'll be more than one room. <laughs> Even yeah. though Calypso's got a fantastic view of it in the background there. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually inside the combat demo right now. This is just a digital version of me. <laughs> um yeah, so yes, uh, the combat demo is still is still really fun from what I've played recently. Um and yeah, it's it's public guys. Legacy of Kane fans, if you guys are listening to this, it's available. You can play it. You can stop like complaining now. Play it and give your own personal feedback, please, instead of just saying, "Oh, it's not Legacy of Kane. It's not what I wanted. It sucks." Just play it, guys. It's there. Finally. <laughs> um so much happened since I was gone. Uh, you overtook Mike on hours playing the demo. That is a feat because it's literally his job to play this thing. <laughs> so that's it a is. Feat. That's true. But someone had to. Someone had to take the crown yeah, eventually. Meanwhile, I I set like the trail. Hours. I set the trail. It was up to everyone else to follow. You know? Yeah. 
I'm still at like 20 hours. So like, I feel really bad because I, because I barely played it. I've played it. I've dipped in and out every time there's an update, I'll go and I'll play it for like half an hour or so. Um, just to see what's going on. Um, <clears throat> hopefully not die. I die really hard in this game. I, I kind of suck at dead house, but it's fun. It's still fun. I will train you in the ways of the undead. Once we get some balance issues sorted. Yeah. Because I've been encountering yeah. a weird little bug lately. It's it's What's bizarre. Up? So uh, when you get BS'd out of reality by the bless um, and you end up in the essential realm, uh, I die instantly. And I don't mean oh. it's like, oh, I take too long to drain. Like I've screenshots. No, I'm not going to share uh, here. That happened to My me too. My essence was still full and I just died. Uh, like yeah. that, that's a bug because that's meant to drain and then you die. Yeah, that happened it's to me too. To give um, you a little bit of time, but like I've died with full globs, and it's like, yeah, you probably need to double that. This is balancing, balancing. something. Balancing. I think, I think uh, there should be. <clears throat> I want to say instead of having it drain automatically for the essence, um, which I mean, I guess for you know uh, gameplay purposes, it has to be. Uh, and I, this might happen later on, but I want um, spectral creatures to uh, physically to attack you and stuff. Yeah. Like you can use magic or whatever, or like a, a spectral weapon. Just fucking Soul Reaver, guys. That's all I'm asking for. Like give I me spectral the, demons or ghosts to I fight. I want when things to exist in multiple layers. So like yeah. the theory of it is, right? So you have the physical realm, right? Which is the real world that we'll see. Then we'll get the spectral realm or the magical, right? Yeah. And yeah. in there, like priests and stuff should be able to see you. It's certain like other creatures, shall we say, that'll be supernatural or spiritual in some sense will be able to see you and attack you. But then going into the essential realm is where like at the moment we have lost souls, but I believe there should be other creatures. So if you went to an unholy site, there should be some types of demons there. Oh yeah. That only exist in that. So that realm as well is really bloody dangerous too. So like, Walking between these different realms have different powers, but different bonuses and setbacks. Once I want something that's really strong and physical, but dies <clears throat> if you tap into uh, if you tap it realm. in another realm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that'd be cool. Spectral doggos. Honestly, yeah. I, I don't, I don't see why that can't be a thing, um, especially with Stray being so. Being, coming out uh, like last week, I think, and being such a huge hit with like the cat game, you know, the cat game. Yeah, but um, you should also easily get that for like... Like your pet, look your at pet liches, area or whatever. Take a look at the lich. Let's say the lich goes into spirit form. Yeah, they the have familiars realm. or something. They should be able to just like even just rip the souls out of humans and they die. Same yeah, with race. That'd be they cool. should yeah, just yeah. rip the soul out of their body. Then the soul is still something that's fighting for survival in the spectral realm, but in the physical realm, their body just crumpled to the floor. Yeah, that'd you be know cool. this gives into all kinds of really weird and cool mechanics. Because okay, listen, this requires a little bit of explaining, but it would be fantastic, right? Let's say you decide to cheese that. You're a wraith. You go mm -hmm. into an area with legionnaires. You jump into spectral form. You Now, granted, it takes a lot of magic because, you know, you need to have some type of balance. You start whipping the souls out of legionnaires and they, their bodies crumple on the ground dying. 
what if when you do that, that leaves that body open to be possessed by something from the essential realm? So demons could repossess that human body and be a danger to you both in the physical and spiritual realm. You can't rip the soul out of it because it's more powerful than you. And it would be a far more powerful creature because it would have access to magic. It's a demon of some type or some type of like otherworldly deity like creature. You know, it would be the... For to bring it back to your soul reaver analogy, the slua, yeah, those man. lost soul type things, but they're not yeah. just lo- like standard lost souls. These are ravenous, dangerous creatures yep. that could possess. And those it goes, things. and it goes, and then that's even levels. more dangerous. Then, because in the real world, then they could have even more dangerous ramifications of what they can do. Yeah, yeah, because it's like <clears throat> think about think about it this way, and um, I guess this this is where the whole soul reaver thing sort of ties in. Is that uh. You have you have a physical realm and it's got flora and fauna. You have yeah. the magical realm, which is just an offshoot of that, right? But then you have you know the spectral like death realm, essential realm, whatever. Clearly, that's a completely another realm that has yeah. to have flora and fauna of its own. Anyways, I'd put the I put like, the you essential have, you realm have beings. Huh? Think of it as like Beetlejuice, you know, where they go into the netherworld. Yeah, yeah, think yeah, of it exactly. Like that. So it would have its own flora and fauna in it. But I think there should be certain things that exist across three realms. Oh, yeah, no, like definitely. Like certain bits. And the, the implication for puzzles and dungeons and like the way things go, like you go to a statue, but you have to go into magical, spiritual to like activate it and then go back to the physical world and do something. And mm-hmm. then you're like, nothing happened. When how about you flip yeah. the essential and in essential realm it is actually a living being yeah, that has depth, been encased the, in the, this thing, you know. The depths of just the whole physical, magical, and essential realm <clears throat> mechanic yeah. wise can be as as huge, can be giant. What if there's doors know. that do not open in the physical or the spiritual world yeah. that are opened in yeah. the essential? Have you played or seen um the game The Medium? yet by, yes uh, by yes Blue Bridge love that it's yeah that so should have been what silent hill was by the way oh no that I, is I the guarantee best you that's silent hill, that's, silent hill game. that's their that was their pitch for for them to get the uh the rights to silent hill because you know they're working on a they're doing a, a remake or a reboot i or whatever heard but i have little faith it's not I, no I no hope. shade on them yeah. It's just the way the games industry has been lately things get to like near production release level and i like, nah can it yep you know? I'm I'm crossing my fingers because like I think they'd be really good for it. It's so you good. know, it's yeah. short, but it's really good. Oh yeah, no, it's really good. They're great. They're I I love I love everything about their team. I think I think they're great. Uh, Let these people yeah. come out with new ideas. There's not enough stuff being pushed with new ideas. We've gotten into no. a type with the gaming. The gaming industry is starting to falling into the Hollywood scenario yeah, where it's just unless it's ideas. an all yeah unless it's an already proven successful concept like you know call of duty nine million three hundred and twelve you know unless it's something like that that's guaranteed to work a lot of places don't want to risk it which bizarrely has led to now it's really the age of indie games man oh oh uh, charlie horse <laughs> ah <laughs> ah um People yeah no it's totally yeah, people uh, made fun of me when I said Diablo Immortal was going to be trash. I have no faith in AAA companies anymore. <laughs> to be honest, I don't think, and this is just blatant statement, you shouldn't have faith in any company. Everyone should be as good as their last game. Yep. Yeah. If their last game was good, I'm like, I'm going to check out the new one. It'll be interesting. I'm going to see what it's like when it comes out because can't, you can't do anything anymore. You check yeah. it on its face value. 
Well, I think the whole thing, it's not, I wouldn't say that like you shouldn't have faith in a company. It's just, uh, just with the way the industry is and how expensive it is. I think that's really the only reason we're getting games the way we're getting games now is because it's just become so expensive. Not that it wasn't expensive back in the eighties and the nineties or whatever to make video games and the tech, but I think because of the limited technology and, and, uh, just the way, uh, Thing, how fast things were progressing it it got and you had a bunch of sm- you had all the teams were small there weren't any like huge teams so you had a really uh, a large room with a bunch of creatives who are who are pushing out uh like their their golden egg pretty much of like a game or this game or this franchise or whatever um and it was happening so rapidly um that it was uh, a giant growth spurt right but now that teams are thousands upon thousands of multiple studios of people, unless you're in the indie scene. Um, that's when like, that's where the like creativity is really coming from is the indie studios. Cause the big AAA companies, they have millions of employees to pay and everything is expensive. And that's the only reason we're getting like a bunch of free to play games or microtransactions everywhere. Even though you just spent $80 on this one game and yada, 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 yada. Like, you could argue that that uh, stray that the cat game that just came out is a sort of allegory for this is why indie teams are good. But even though it was made by a small team, it was still done by a AAA publisher, mm. and the game is still thirty dollars. And because it was a unique idea, um, it sold well. Like unique ideas will always sell, yeah. But then they won't at the exact same time, like. Like, what if the cat game was a failure? You know, oh, I don't like cats. This game doesn't look interesting at all. It's a five-hour-long game for $30. And a lot of people are asking, oh, does the $30 justify its five-hour length? I argue yes, because games from 10 years ago were five to 10 hours long, and that was perfectly fine. Now games are artificially bloated, where they are 30 to 40 to 50 hours long for no fucking reason. there's, There's two bits to unpack there. Okay, so we'll take them two points, yeah. right? We'll yeah. take we'll take them as two separate ones. The first being the new ideas, right? You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. The best games have come out because people took a risk on something weird or different, and it turned into be really successful. And then everyone else copies it, right? That's yeah. that's so always for that. In regards to the price, look, how long is a piece of string? Are you willing to pay money for something like that? People have gotten to a point now where it's like, oh, you know, this game is $60, but it's like 150 hours. Like, man, half of us don't have enough time to spend 150 hours grinding through stuff. And it's got to do with your value per enjoyment. Are you willing to pay 30 bucks for something like that? Like, I'll give you an example. This is a very unpopular opinion, but I don't care. Uh, The Dark Pictures Anthology. We started with from Until Dawn, and then yeah. they made the Dark Pictures anthology, which are shorter versions, but the same type of idea. They recently made, wasn't it, The Quarry? I still mm-hmm. get to try yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It just right? came out. So I want to sit yeah. down because I'm one of those ones. I like a horror movie, like a true horror movie fanatic. I will do it in one sitting. So I need to wait until I have time to do it because that's long. It's like Until Dawn. Yeah. I love the Dark Pictures anthologies because they're like, oh, but it's an interactive movie. Yes. Yes, it is. It's yes. an interactive horror movie. That's exactly, that is right up my street. I loved point and click games back in the day. You remember the little yep. cool yeah, arts of Day of the Tentacle, yeah, yeah, Monkey exactly. Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that stuff. And that's missing nowadays. And they're the kind of modern equivalent, shall we say? 
Plus, it's they're like, oh, but it's 30 bucks. It's like it's only six hours long or four hours long or depending on whatever. That's cool. That's okay. I, I like that it's when it's a well-crafted experience with a decent story. Because I can tell you, I've never seen the endings of those games coming. And I've watched literally thousands of horror movies. I've spent my whole life watching them. I used to run a website reviewing them, talking to actors, doing going through all these movies. I've watched literally hundreds of thousands of friggin' horror indie movies. All of them. Every one of those games, I'd never seen the ending coming. Because it's just something like, okay, this is... Uh, I have to be careful because I don't want to spoil them for people because they're all uniquely yeah. good. But it's like, you think you're trundling down this dark path and blah, blah, blah. We're, we're having really good. And, oh, there's ghosts. This may, might be haunted. And then, bang, you're smacked with Lovecraft out of the side of the head. It's like, wait, yeah. what? Aliens? What the shit? How did this yeah. happen? What? Ancient aliens? It, were, were we in China? Why am I in Iraq? This was a yeah. cave. How come it's a spaceship now? What's going on? Like, I love that. It's just, And it's not disjointed. It actually flows brilliantly, but it just completely slaps you out of left field. You have no idea what happened, which is really cool. I yeah. really enjoyed all of that, you know? Like, I think, and I think, I think that's a great example is like, uh, the thing is it's, um, I'm trying to remember what, yeah. it, what, it, uh, what, uh, what it is. It's like, do you, is that, that $30 is each dollar is per hour or minute of your enjoyment with this game. Yeah. So if, if, uh, five or six hours is, is, and that, that, that equals to $30, are you going to get five to six hours of enjoyment for like 10 bucks? You could, you could argue like every, every two hours is $10 or whatever. Like the other thing is, is a um, minimum wage now, at least where, where I'm in, in Florida, it's 15 bucks an hour. So that's, that's two hours, a little bit plus of enjoyment from a game that costs $30. It's five or six hours long. I'm doubling up that enjoyment factor with a couple more hours. And I only spent, two hours of my work life or whatever on this game with my patron. I think a lot of it's got to do with, like you said, the fun you get out of it and also the amount of work that's gone into it. Because when you see some silly, unreal asset flip crap where someone has like crapped out a game in like three to four hours with redone assets from the, the you know, the, the yeah. tutorial bit of this or like, it's one thing if you're coming out of college and learn to play video games, that's acceptable. If you're trying to pretend this is a full game, Mm -hmm. No, like, no, you're, it doesn't matter if it's two bucks, it's not worth it. But when you see people have put in effort and work and crafted a beautiful experience like Stray, I've not got to play it myself, but I've watched a friend play through it and all. Beautifully crafted experience. Yeah. Worth it. Worth every penny. That would have been worth 40 or 50 bucks. Like, yeah. fine. Like, it would have been acceptable. But again, it's got to do with what it's worth to you, which is where the free-to-play thing comes in as well. Because mm -hmm. people argue about free-to-play. I've seen a comment recently on uh, some dead house stuff where people are like oh free to play not interested it's like this is i don't i think people misunderstand the model you've explained it at great yeah. length in like two different videos but like people here free to play i think they go to the wrong area and they instantly think like fortnite or something it's like yes there's fortnite there's diablo immortal there's warframe these things are not the same thing but they fall under the same umbrella the, you know? Yeah, and uh, I, I, uh, I think we talked about we talked about this in I want to say the last episode. Um, I can't remember because it's been so long now. Um, I think I said something along the lines of like, um, 
like free to play to me anyway, the way I look at it is um, you get what you give out of free to play. Are you, are you, are you give what you get, whatever. Um, Like uh, you will enjoy a free to play game if you put into it, um, whatever you want to put into it or whatever, like, and then that's, that's it. That, that's all you need because it's free to play. You're not paying anything. Um, exactly. Obviously, obviously like, you know, it would be nice if the mechanics were done and uh, like it looked pretty yeah. or whatever, like, like Diablo immortal is not a bad game. What makes it bad is the, the, uh, the, like the, the the end game microtransaction stuff that bogs it down to you might as well have just paid sixty dollars for this game to unlock everything or whatever the hell it costs, right? Like, but the base Diablo Immortal experience, the first couple of hours that I played anyway, was fun. I enjoyed it. Sure, it was hella streamlined. It was like it was very Diablo light because it was so simple because everything was so simple. But I still had fun, and because I didn't spend a dime on it. I got what I gave out of Diablo Immortal. I spent a couple hours with it. It was fun. I'm done. That's it. You know what I mean? Like Exactly. I understand people memeing everything, you know, giving Blizzard a thousand million dollars or whatever because, oh, it's free to play. It's evil. It's microtransactions up the ass. Did you see the guy that spent a hundred thousand dollars? Yes. Yes. And didn't even get what wow. uh, he wanted or whatever. I, I don't want to be RNG. mocking anyone for playing stuff, but they're like, he, he had problems because he, he got all the high end stuff from his dungeons and whatever, because uh, you have to use crests and whatever. I know the mechanics, I just can't be bothered to go into it. He yeah. got the high-end stuff, so he couldn't actually be matched with anyone in Battlegrounds. So they're like, oh, it's pay to win. It's like, how is it pay to win? I can't even play. It's like, yeah, you won, dude. That's it. Yeah. You paid, you yeah, won. You, you, you won the game. You won. Yeah. <laughs> You're that high up, no one can even fight like, you. My, uh, <clears throat> my, only, my only problem with Diablo um, is that like Endgame, since Diablo 3, I think Endgame has become the thing like to strive for like oh end game and raids and whatever the hell they have now rips or something like when i was playing diablo 2 back in the day the end game of going and loot farming and everything else like that was just for fun sure yeah. it became like a community thing or whatever where everyone was like oh check out this really cool loot i got i got this really rare piece of thing like it, it became a, a community interactive thing but there was no real point to it it was just something you did for fun that was that was the end game, even though the end game for me was I beat the story. I got some cool loot. It was fun. I started a new game as another character. You know what I mean? Now they're extending the end game with Diablo anyway to turn it into here's a bunch of shit you can do afterwards. Blah, Funny blah, blah. And they took that. that with Diablo Immortal. It's like, do you really need it, though? Do you really need an end game for your Diablo style game? Well, or do you just want to start another game as another character and there's parts there's parts there. first off before we get to that keep keep that note put a pin in that for two seconds because yeah. i want to read out tem's thing he says some of the best games that came out in the last five years was stubs the zombie remake and destroy all humans remake so basically like the maybe remakes yeah. aren't that bad can i just point out like i've had way too much fun with destroy all humans dude that's, I love that's, destroy that's, all that's humans. a great game yes yeah. remakes are good in if a game has like fallen out of favor because it's old, like Destroy All Humans, perfect example. It was a great game, but it didn't get the like kind of mass appeal that it should have. So mm -hmm. they're like, the game's fine. We just need to upgrade the graphics a little and re like re-release it because it's really yeah. cool. You guys will enjoy. It. That's a great way to do it. Like if they'd have done that with let's say Tomb Raider, if they'd have kept like Tomb Raider one and two, even with its clunky kind of controls and stuff, but just up the graphics, would have mm -hmm. been amazing. Now, oh yeah. 
Now, that aside, I just wanted to make sure to put that. Now, back to your thing. The funny part of what you just said is I just recently watched a video from a great YouTuber you all should check out, a guy named Callum Upton, right? Okay. Um, I put the link in my Discord. Uh, I'll see, can I drop it in chat here? He mentions this exact kind of stuff. It's about why leveling doesn't work. Okay. Let's see, can I yeah. should be able to drop this in here, right? It's called Gameplay Loop, Why Leveling Doesn't Work. Now, the funny part is it's exactly discussing what you just mentioned, Calypso. It began with days when the original World of Warcraft and Guild Wars and all, where leveling was the point. Yeah. The end game wasn't the point. The, the experience through it was the point. But nowadays, games don't want you to level. The leveling is just something you have to do to get to the end game. And mm -hmm. when they all bring out new expansions, they're all for end game. No one brings out new content that's for leveling, which I think is a big missed opportunity because if you flesh out, okay, let's use World of Warcraft because it's one of the best examples that I know really well, right? Yeah. If you brought out new content, and brought out like new quests for let's say the undead starting zone, right? Or the orc starting zone. They changed this a little, but it wasn't a drop in the bucket. If you brought out new stories, even at max level, you would go back and play those quests for the story if the story yeah. was good. Yes. Yes. The quest level recommendation is a minimum recommendation. You could still go back and do it, but the story has to be compelling but they're not compelling anymore. It's just a race to the end. And then we've got these cool new mechanics. Why couldn't you put the cool new mechanics near the start of the game? So new players can enjoy it instead of giving new people when they buy an expansion, a token to skip to max level. Like there should be end game stuff. Yes. But the end game shouldn't be the game. The yeah, game thank should you. be the game. Thank you. The game yeah. should be its own enjoyed experience. When I first started playing World of Warcraft, getting to the level cap was a friggin' serious achievement in itself. Back in Vanilla and Burning Crusade, like that was an achievement just getting to level cap. Never mind there being stuff at the end. There was raids and all like that, but not a fraction to what it is now. And I think more games should use that choice. Callum mentions in his video here, you should watch it because I'm not going to like take off everything in the video, but one of the examples yeah. being that right now, games have sped up leveling. Leveling should take way longer than they actually do because when you've got a guy at level 30, you have to make a choice. I can get a dungeon run and get this cloak which is a really cool cloak for level 30. But that dungeon run is going to take an hour if it drops. Or I can keep leveling like crazy, and in half an hour, I can be level 31, making that cloak useless because it's tied to a level. Which, yeah. again, that's another thing I think that should happen. I don't think gear should have a level. I don't either. I think you should. There's only been a couple of games, and I, of course, can never remember what they are called, um, that have done the, here's your gear. Um, it looks really cool. Here's the stats for it. You can keep the gear, but you can apply the stats to whatever, like yeah. having it on, on top or something like that. I think you um, should get the weapon. There's only been a couple of games that have done that. that have you should get a weapon. Gear. If you get a weapon from the game in a normal quest scenario, it should have base stats, and you can level up and upgrade it as you're going along. Think Elden Ring style or something yeah. any from software game. It's a really cool weapon, but you can upgrade it with stuff. Then at the end game, when you get dungeon 
weapons or raid weapons or anything like that. They're really powerful and they should also be upgradable for the next stuff. So if you get that really badass axe, you should not have to get rid of that axe because they're like, oh, but more powerful stuff. Well, if that's more powerful, why can't they make this more powerful? Now, granted, mm-hmm. yes, I need to get special stones of whatever to like make it more powerful, but that should be an option. I should not have to give away my signature weapon. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, uh, I think, like uh, God of War, the God of War uh, games, the yeah. reboot uh, does it really well. Where here's your base weapons, here's your uh, base armor. Your base weapons stay the same, but you can upgrade them. They and they start looking really cool if you upgrade them. Yeah, and all you can do is slot in a special gem to give it this thing or that thing. That's it. It's like side grades, right? Here's yeah. your base armor. It looks I'm a really big cool. Fan of that. Yeah, you can get like a cooler looking base armor or a different tier of light, medium, and heavy, and it's all going to relatively look the same, just, you know, in a different style of like Viking or whatever the fuck, right? Yeah. Like, that's cool. Um, th- more games should do that. Like, like instead of a, like, give me an, a big axe that's like 50 damage. It's 50 damage forever. I can upgrade it to make it 55 damage, but it looks the same if I want to add more perks or something else i can just slot a little gem or a magic stone or whatever the fuck into it and i'm yeah. good to go that's it we can get so, our MacGuffins to make whatever yeah. to like boost it along that's just arguing semantics you can get like we can contrive lore purposes for that but this is something that i think would be better in game design because right now it's like what you were saying right back in the day there was no persistent online presence for Diablo, for Diablo 1 and 2. That that wasn't the point. The point was you played the story. Funny part is, without the major endgame, you were quite happy to keep going through the story because then you'll play with your friends. Okay, I finished my game, but hey, Calypso, come join me. We're both going to start new characters and we'll go through and we'll play together. Yes, thank you. That was it. Now it has shifted to everything needs to be always online. And as is mentioned by like Callum and Josh Shrive Hayes and a few other creators when they talk about stuff, there's so many games vying for your time and attention. So everything has to be the newest, biggest, shiniest, like all these things to try to get your attention. Yes. And, and they're all shiny, but very little substance. And once again, proving the point that all these big studios think that online all service games are the way of the future a single player game just came out about a cat and it has outsold everything and is one of like the the probably the best selling game yes it did it's it's i want to say it's the best selling game this year so far um it and and elden ring are only in yeah and elden ring and we're only in uh august now we're at the start of August and stuck at AAA games, studios. Like the two biggest games would be considered niche titles. Yes, that were single player, single player niche titles. Now, granted, that, technically, Elden Ring did have a multiplayer component, but that's not the point of it. Yeah, but you can still play. I can still play Elden Ring. I don't need to play Elden Ring online. It is not a yeah. requirement. I can play that entire thing from start to finish by myself enjoying the experience by myself but that's where this whole thing of they need to get like you need to vie for the attention of people everyone has been doing it with the shiny thing no one has bothered to do like nothing that has come to my attention has done it with like severe substance give the player don't make the person log in to claim their daily battle pass crap dude yeah make them want to log in Make yeah. them want to go. Like when I played Warcraft back in the day, it's like I missed logging into WoW. 
not the fact that, oh, I need to log in because I need to do my dailies. It's like, hey, I need to jump in and see what the guys are up to. Yeah, Maybe we can run Shadow Bang well. or something. Yeah, because yeah. it made me want to play it. That's when I stopped playing, by the way. People ask me before, it's like, why did you stop playing World of Warcraft? I've given many reasons on the stream, but here's the primary and most important thing. And Calypso, I think you can get with this stuff as well. You stop playing mm -hmm. games and it stops being fun. Dude, oh, definitely. I, uh, I like... And I play mostly single player games. Um, and I have, I think, actually, I want to say I have 17 games installed right now, which is a lot for me. And I've only been playing. Yes, I have 17 games installed right now. The only one that I've played within the past week has been Quake um, and PC yes. building and PC building simulator because I just don't want to think. I just want just, to build really just, cool just PCs. Show, show, just, just showing off my uh, Slayers Club uh, shirt that I won. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. Um, and I think they're releasing uh, uh, the big one of the, the Doom Eternal helmets or whatever right now for, for like a limited thing. I, I will not go and get my one behind there. To yeah. Show off. yeah. Elden Ring's multiplayer component is hoping that Let Me Solo Her <laughs> shows up to help you. Not going to happen anymore. Funny story. Okay. First shout out to Let Me Solo Her. Yeah. What Sun a legend. Row for life. Like, that's yeah. the spirit of jolly cooperation right there. That person is an absolute legend. Secondly, they, they're they starting to do a thing where they're, I think they're streaming now. You need to look into this, but I was looking at this earlier, that um, they're now doing streaming and doing bits where they will summon you and let you solo the boss, but it's for different bosses going through yeah. the game. So, like, you jump into their game and they'll watch you do it and stuff like that, which is kind of like a fun little turnaround. It's like, yeah, I've done my thing. It's like, yes, good, sir. You have performed your duties well. It is time to rest. And yeah. shout out to From Software for actually acknowledging them as, like, if, if let me solar, if that character isn't an NPC, like a, a new Solaire type NPC or something in the in the series going forward, I'm going to be very disappointed. Oh yeah, well I think he he, uh, he they even have a in game statue in fucking Elden Ring. Like they put if a statue. There needs to be an NPC of a summonable what? character, and it being so, like Solaire, it'll yeah. be Elden Ring Solaire. Yeah, you can give him a funny like name and stuff like that because that person needs a serious shadow. But you talk about what you've been playing. Do you know what I've been playing the most recently? What's up? I've been playing three games outside of Dead House, and everyone will be shocked at these. <laughs> All right. Yeah. If one of them if one of them isn't The Witcher 3, then I will be shocked, my friend. Oh no, it's not The Witcher 3. I I don't play The Witcher 3 in the summertime. That's a long winter situation. Ah. Which, yeah, I'll probably have to go through and do another run through of that. That'll be an interesting uh streaming experience for the winter. Um I have been playing fall guys because it's just stupid fun again yeah. free to play again free to play done right just pure cosmetics yeah that's yeah. all it is they're right? doing a pat uh kirby a kirby fall guys a kirby i know fall guys although it's adorable seriously the whole point is to get fat yeah i, I feel love that's better sending a bad message the fattest one wins <laughs> right i have also been playing multiverses How's that? That looks fun. 
That is incredible. By the way, get play Shaggy. Shaggy's OP as all. Yeah, Shaggy kicks butt. Of course, of uh, course, he has to. I was playing it from the the start, the early access bit, and all like that. So I was like, screw it, and I got one of the little founders pack things. Mm-hmm. Uh, show twenty bucks. I like this could be good. I'll take a gamble and all like that. So it was like I pl- I got to play it like two days early, so it's not nothing crazy before. Like yeah. it's free to play on everything now. Um, I got to play against two sorts of people, and it was hilarious. I got to play against Twitch streamers because nice. everyone bought in to stream it on Twitch and Smash players. It is not Smash. It's a great game, but it's not Smash. They were making all the mistakes you'd expect a pro Smash player to make. Yeah. But this isn't Smash, so those don't work. And the Twitch streamers, it was hilarious because you could tell anyone with the TTV in their name, it was a dead giveaway. And mm-hmm. they they just seemed overwhelmed trying to stream it. These are not pro gamers, and it was very obvious. That's why I didn't stream it, because I didn't want to go public and start making fun of someone else trying to stream <laughs> the game. Yeah, guys, we're going to try this thing. Wrecked. Wrecked. It's like, I, with, like, I will take it easy on people in games like Quake, in games like Doom, in things like this. But in games like Fall Guys and Multiverse, I'm ruthless. I am downright vicious and ruthless, and I give no sympathy and no quarters taken because I don't expect any either. That and Sea of Thieves. Back to yeah. our old, technically not free to play, but kind of like No Man's Sky because it's cheap or if you have it in Game Pass. Yeah. And there has been an almost unlimited number of amazing updates to the game at no extra cost. Yeah. Just free, tons of free updates and everything being cosmetic. To be honest, I think No Man's Sky, I'm shocked they haven't put in some kind of store to be able For to no buy like cosmetics of, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, maybe... Maybe there is. I don't know. I know there's a bunch of updates, though, that gives you that cosmetic game. things or whatever. Yeah, that game went from zero to, like, hero. It, like, it's a great... It's a great... Uh, the story of No Man's Sky is definitely <clears throat> probably the best the best redemption story for a game, I think, that I've ever witnessed. It's like Smash Lite, no gadgets. Also, less fun music. Less fun, yeah, but the fact of they done with multiverses now, I don't want to be blowing smoke up a massive company, but I will give credit where credit is due. The game is really, really fun. It is not forced monetization because like a lot of free to play games like like League of Legends and stuff like that, it's a rotating roster of who's free. Mm-hmm. And if you just want your particular character, you just buy them. Just yeah. buy that character. Most of all the stuff is all cosmetic crap, so you can customize absolutely everything about the game. That's payable. That's fair because you don't have to, right? You can just play the game and enjoy it without that. And yeah. it's it's really, really fun, and it's cross-play from day one on everything, which That's should be cool. an industry standard now. Like this, We're yeah. at the point, this should yeah. be the standard. I should be able to download it on my Xbox and play with my PlayStation friends and my Discord, my anyone that's on PC in my Discord. Like, we should not have to have this issue anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, this should just be the standard. And I think it, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, we're definitely getting there. Crossplay is definitely more... It's it's basically common now. Like, you know, if, the, if this game is coming out, it's going to be crossplay if there's multiplayer or something yeah. within it. Like, yeah. I understand uh, which is, some games which is crazy to think that that's actually a thing. It's crazy <laughs> to think that crossplay is like, you know, not like possible. 
Like I never would have thought this was a thing 20 years ago. Like that cross play. Oh yeah. No, that's not a PC player being able to play with a console player. What? That's I impossible. Think, that's I think crazy. I, I think I brought this up in the past in an older episode. I can't remember if I said it to you here or if I said it to you off stream, but one of my favorite quotes is from an absolutely terrible movie from years ago. It's from the cable guy with Jim Carrey. He says, in the future, you'll be able to play Mortal Kombat with your friend in Japan. Yeah. We're here, dude. That's crazy. It's like, you're talking about the future of like the internet and cable and stuff. Yeah, that's where we're at now. It's quite common. Evo's on this weekend. They're doing it all over the place. Like, you know, that's, that's the way things should be going. And I, it's only, I think it's only, and what's crazy is like, this is, uh, this is like just the beginning. These are like the baby steps of all of this stuff. We're in the cusp of a new change. I don't know what it is, but the, everything is changing now and evolving into a new way of being with online stuff, with games and all like that. The industry is going through a weird bit of a turmoil because everyone wanted to make these live action service like games and stuff and they've discovered you can't have every game being that some work some don't you like i'm glad dead house is going down the same route as warframe because there is a very particular market for this type of game which will work yeah there are people that want to do that trying to be this triple a appeal to everybody but then ending up appealing to nobody type of situation like People will cite games like Minecraft Lightning in a Bottle. Mm-hmm. If you tried to produce that, you couldn't. That came about because some guys were following their passion on something they thought would be really cool. Like these are Lightning in a Bottle scenarios. When you try to design by committee in a boardroom, none of which are gamers, they're all like data scientists and financial analysts. Yeah, it's man. like, this is cool. We should do this and we should do this. So it's a medieval futuristic cyberpunk action RPG roguelite with trading kind of like, no, no. No, it's because uh, it's because they buzzwords. <clears throat> they ask about, yeah, buzzwords. Thank you. It's just a bunch of focus group testing. Like that's. Uh, there's a great scene. Um, there's this there's this series called uh, Halt and Catch Fire from a couple of years ago. And it's about the boom of the computer age from like the early 80s when it really started to the like mid 90s when it really found its footing and like when it only went up again to like another boom of tech. Right. Yeah. So um, one of the one of the uh, characters on the show is a game developer um, and she starts out, you know, just, uh, designing, you know, like little like Pong and crap like that. Cause it's eighties. Um, and then it goes into the big, the big solo. She's a huge famous dev, like, like Carmack or whatever now. Um, and she's making a, the, the first walking simulator in 1999 or something. Um, and nobody gets it because all the games, um, back in the nineties were, were, uh, coin chuggers in arcades. Yeah. And um, that's what everybody played and that's what everybody liked. So she focus tested it for like the, the home market and nobody got it. Like, and everybody was like, well, why isn't it like this? Where's the shooting? Where's, why isn't it like Doom? Why isn't it like Quake? What's going on? What is this? Because she made a slow burn narrative driven, like walking simulator. I know a lot of people go on to that, right? A lot of yeah. people, a lot of people go on to that, but here's the thing, right? I know a lot of people crap on walking simulators, but here's the thing. Like with the Dark Pictures Anthology, when it's a good story done well, oh, my God. Like um, 
So I haven't got to do it last year because of certain personal issues, but we'll be doing it this year. So you heard it here first for my gaming advent calendar. I always pick games off Game Pass or off Steam and stuff like that that I've never played before. That's the whole thing. They're random games that I have never played, and we try them every day. I'll stream a different game on the run up to Christmas, right? Or I'll try to at least. We'll get at least an hour in. One of the games was one I never thought I'd ever try. So, oh, it's some kind of walking simulator crap. It was a game called What Remains of Edith Finch. Oh, that game is great. I was so blown away by that game that now I didn't get the chance at the time to be able to go and stream the whole thing. I streamed it for like an hour because like I had a very particular schedule set up and all. That night, I had to go and turn back on that game and go through to finish that game because I needed to know what happened. I needed yeah. to know how how does this all fit together? What's going on? This is like it was an unbelievably captivating story. And it was literally just a story about this person's family. Yeah. It was, but it was amazing, and I am not into that kind of stuff. But it grabbed me by the collar and dragged me in, like so. It can be done, and these people need to be praised and given the opportunity to make these kinds of games more frequently. But that's yeah. risk, isn't but it? That's yeah, exactly. It's risk. That's why the big AAA studios ch- uh, churn out. That's why all open world games are so similar and samey now, even though the game is something you can be interested in and is, and it looks good and, and turns out to be good in the first place. I guess it's still very samey to an open world game. Like I think the Witcher three is, is objectively good. Like yeah. um, it took me a while to actually really get into it. Um, but it's, it's a good game. I cannot fault CD project red for making a good game. That's entertaining. That's fun. That has a world that is really pretty. And granted, not, not granted, the best game in the world, but it's yeah, still not a the best game in the world. Game. Yeah, yeah, it's still a great game, but it's bogged down by all the open world checklist of dots on your map yeah, ignore of that. crap to, learn, to do. You have, to, you exactly. have to learn to ignore that. Play it, yeah. turn off all of that, and just play it as if you're playing a TV show. Yeah. That's yeah. how I do it. Like, this is my adventure. I am now Geralt of Rivia, and I am doing this. Like, that's how I, I learned to do side quests and stuff like that. I don't, like, when you first go through them, you go do everything because you have to check off all mm-hmm. the boxes, make sure you got it. Yeah. But now... I do things in the orders I would randomly happen upon them. I went down this road. Oh, look, here's this side quest. Let's see. It's like, well, I'm kind of in a rush, so I kind of don't have time to help you. Or mm. it's like, well, I'm not actually in a hurry. This is a bit weird. Let's see what's happening over here. And a shout out from Jane. Their Arctic Entertainment got their start that way. Uh, the games from that time are still great, are still being praised. Yes, the older games do. Like that, what was this here? Uh, Adventure Quest got its start by being one of the first games being massively advertised on the internet. Same with Dragon Fable. Back in the day, yeah, Adventure Quest was absolutely massive, but within a niche audience online because back in the day, now everybody's on the internet. Back Mm -hmm. in the day, not so much. As it's getting more and more mainstream, that's where you have more and more things vying for their attention. Like, I loved MMOs. I played Star Wars Galaxies. I played World of Warcraft. I tried EverQuest. I wasn't too good. I played uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. I loved MMOs. I was a massive MMO (laughs) fan. Nowadays, it's, it's all starting to look the same. 
It is. It's, it's it is. That's like, and it's weird. It's weird to think unique? why are that, you like, like companies, companies now. And I know I said this before is that, um, uh, when sea of thieves came out, the only thing I remember about sea of thieves, apart from the really recent, like I get recent as of a couple of years ago. Now, I guess, I don't know the, uh, the, the parts of the Caribbean event or something. Yes. Um, when sea of thieves first came out, it's advertising. It wasn't trailers. It had like one trailer. Um, but it's advertising mainly was a bunch of Twitch and YouTube streamers playing the game because the memory of the internet today and the online presence that people have today is what sells games. And that's what um, all these big companies are looking at. They're looking at like, like they're trying to, apart from capture lighting in a bottle of whatever <laughs> game they're trying to do. It's yeah. like the, uh, the, that stuff is what sells games now, not a fancy trailer or whatever. Cause nobody cares about that anymore. Like, I like if, the fact that Rare like, kept with their kind of cheeky attitude because if you watch any trailers for like updates for Sea of Thieves, they still have that kind of weird tongue-in-cheek kind of yeah. cheeky, silly kind of joke where like they talk about naming captaincy, you know, you could, what is it you could name it, whatever you fancy as long as there's no profanity, you know. It's, yeah. <laughs> like it's it's very silly and reminiscent of like Banjo and Conquer mm-hmm. and all of these. Yeah, like, it. you know, it's it they still have that feeling to the company. And even though clearly I can imagine like all the people who were there back then are gone and retired and like oh, it's yeah. all new people, but the company still has that same vibe, that kind of cheeky, like whimsical kind of weird kind of side. And mm-hmm. I think companies are missing that companies like, I know this is weird to talk about, but like companies don't have a soul anymore. Yeah. Like, I know that sounds weird because you're like, oh, well, of course, Mike, they're big faces, corporations. Yes. But if I tell you From Software is making an, a dark ARPG, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know exactly mm-hmm. what, you knew what Elden Ring was going to be before it came out. Granted, oh, yeah, exactly. stuff, but you knew what you were getting. When Rare was coming out with these things, you knew what you were getting. When Nintendo brings out a new Mario, sure, there'll be a particular spin on it. You know what you're getting. Yeah. These companies have a soul, a character, a type, right? Yeah. That's kind of going away. Because yeah, like yeah. any of these bigger companies like Bioware and stuff had that and now they don't. Mm-hmm. And it's it's uh, uh just it's such a shame. Cause it's and what sucks is it's not the developer's fault. I would hardly no. I would hardly go. Keep in mind the developers even... are some poor people that are working at a computer doing what they're told to help yeah. a particular game creator bring this vision to life they are not the responsible ones yeah. there's a way and, above their pay, pay grade up the yeah. ladder you know yeah i might get i might get slack for this too but it's not it's not even i used to always think like this too but it's not even like the producer's fault you know the guys who are overseeing you know the, the project the producer still has to answer whatever. to their manager yeah the boss, yeah exactly the ceo the, COO, the board of directors it's all yeah exactly all. it's all the shareholders and the executives because the executives are the yeah. one who throw down the money and they work for the shareholders and if the shareholders aren't happy then there's no money going in so they have to always make sure that the shareholders are happy that's the only reason we're getting games today the way we're getting games like horizon the new horizon or whatever apparently it's a good horizon game but it's just another standard bogged down overly stuffed open world game not because of the developers working on it wanted to like really do it that way but because the executives and the shareholders were like hey this is what this focus group likes this is what's hot right now let's it do that really, money, money, really money, pretty, money, money, money. but it's another one of those games of here's a map 
Now, it's all foggy at the minute, so you have to go around and unlock the map. And then once you've unlocked the map, these triangles mean this, and there's 900 of those. And this circle with the thingy on it means this, and there's 150 of those. And there's it, and you have to Mm -hmm. do all It's like... Mm -hmm. It's just... Sorry. And until, until, like, these shareholders and these executives of these giant corporations, which I don't think it'll be anytime soon, sadly, wake up and realize... There's more to games than just the trend and you should. And I understand that that making a new IP is risky, um, but that shouldn't stop. You have to talk, you have to, talk to them in their own special yeah. language, Calypso. You have to talk to them. They're like, oh, but this is a new IP. It's risky. Long-term investment. Yeah. Yeah. Long-term return on investment. Where I always invest think now, I just think this can be a 20 to 30 year franchise builder. Yes. You know, you have to. You need someone to be able to talk to property. It's like you're not risking on a new IP. You're investing in a new experience that will have yeah. at least ten to twenty years of life. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's you how got, they. That I you guys can milk for ten years plus. Yeah, that's what I think. I remember something about that with Destiny when it was first announced. Yeah, when Destiny's new game is like this is a ten-year plan. Had a ten-year plan. And now look, uh, Destiny One is one and done, and now Destiny Two. It's act- Destiny Two is actually apparently going pretty strong. Um, Destiny Two is doing fairly decent gangbusters. It's got a strong community. It's yeah. going really well. I know a lot of people still play. I dip in and out because I'm not. I'm not that good. I'm not. I'm not risk, that good. I risk allows for long term investment. investment. Yes, yes, it does. Like, why would you like? They a lot of people are just like, oh, well, we need something that's already proven to be successful. It's like, yeah, but there's a lifespan. There's a start, a middle, and an end. So if you come in to want to invest in Call of Duty now, probably not a good idea because I feel it's peaked. Now, granted, I'm not saying that Call of Duty's over, but what I mean is, because unless they do something dramatic. To change the franchise, which again, investors don't want dramatic. They don't want anything like that. But otherwise, it'll keep stagnating. You need yeah. change. You do need to change things up in order to do yes. that. Oh, know? but don't don't change it too much. Otherwise, that's a bad thing, and the fans will hate you for it. Do you see that's it, like uh, yeah, it's it's rock, the, the, the rock yes. hard place. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I think uh, to to wrap this all up, the irony of all of this is that EA invested in dead space years ago and, and a bunch of other ips and took a huge gamble and it was a great it was great for them because they won very beloved series yes and now uh they killed visceral they're remaking uh dead space ironically enough why um and uh glenn schofield the creators took his team from that team formed a new studio and is making a spiritual sequel to dead space. And there's a million other dead space light games coming out. And it's been 10 freaking plus years since dead space. So like, what because did that's what people wanted. Like, yes. But what did EA do? Kill it because, Oh wait, that's not what our investors want. That's not what, that's not what's making money right now. Single player games don't sell multiplayer, Weirdly, online is it, co-op, whatever. Isn't it funny how often we've, we landed back in this nest where, Company, it's a cycle. It's company a cycle. doesn't do something. Creator goes away, does their own thing, creates spiritual successor, and spiritual successor takes off. I'm looking at you, bloodstained. I'm giving pre hints for Deadhouse. Like, like this is where it should have went. 
The company yeah. decided different, but this is where we should have gone. And they all go amazingly well. Like Bloodstained is an incredible game. Yeah, Bloodstained, yeah. It's from what I've great. seen of it, Bloodstained is great. Yeah. Oh, I like, love playing that. And, there, and there's a sequel and stuff it. now. And there's it's like a whole it's a whole thing now. It's a new new franchise AP, whatever. Like uh, and EA. that's 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 the EA EA didn't take a chance on Dead Space. They killed it with their changes. Dead Space One was their chance. It did really well. It turned the, the problem with Dead Space, like a lot of games from back then, and I, I even I would argue that even games now is that companies want to multimedia that shit <laughs> and turn it into a giant franchise that spans a billion other things when gamers don't want that like the the standard guy doesn't want that like like the hardcore fans definitely yes they will buy the books they will read the comics they will watch the really terribly animated movies that shouldn't have existed in the first place <clears throat> dead space <laughs> um and the th- the thing with that is that uh the common person doesn't want that right so when i uh i want to i really want to play the callisto protocol for example that's glenn schofield the spiritual sequel to dead space it's coming out right now um this october i really want to play it am i gonna read the book if there's a fucking novel from it hell no am i gonna read the comic that comes included if you freaking uh pre-order it probably not Am I going to watch whatever movie that they release from it? No, because the multimedia stuff doesn't matter. It's the games that matter. And because they have this IP, all these companies want to capitalize it and milk it for what it's worth right then and there instead of allowing it to bloom and blossom and have a chance. I miss the age where we had when they done that where like Dead Space had an anime the same way as like Dante's Inferno had an anime. I I thought we were going to go a cool direction with that and then it just stopped happening. I love hearing from... Dante's Inferno is hella underrated. Single player games don't sell. There's anyone who has never had to game with terrible internet connection. Well, here's one for you. I can tell you straight away. Companies like that at the top of things like EA, um, the people at the top have no idea about video games. They're talking about buzzwords and they talk about moving money. It's got to do with investing in this because they'll get X amount back. I can out this in one go. I think that these people, you can teach people how to manage money. You can't teach people to be a gamer. They're a gamer or they're not. You start at a young age or maybe you start as a teenager. Anyone can be a gamer, but you can't make someone be a gamer if they don't want to be. Here's the first thing I can do to absolutely destroy that. And I would love to have been in the boardroom. It's clear you have no idea what you're talking about. 70% of mobile games are single player games. They do have online functionality or features. They're single player games. Mobile games dominate the entire gaming market dwarfing absolutely everything else combined and multiplied by 10. So the fact that single player games don't sell, you have no idea about the video game industry and shouldn't be working in it. Yeah. Hey, what's one of the biggest games on the planet? So, oh, Elden Ring. Oh, this, that, and the other. Candy Crush. Yeah. And Candy Crush is a game that you single play player by game yourself. has online functionality for multiplayer stuff, but you don't actually play directly with another player, and that makes bank. But you, you need know? to want to play games if you started ninety years old. Um, gamers are passionate about their hobby and are happy if they can get time to play their games of choice. Yes, exactly. the, the the issue with all like the the issue at the top. With yeah, all you need to want corporations, one you want to play is that all the all the executives and shareholders don't come from a gaming 
industry they background. They come in because it's money. They, they have yeah, they money because and they money. want more money. They come from shipping and goods and uh, and shipping handling. So you have a big bulk of a product. You have to get it from point A to point B really quickly. It has to make a lot of money on your Logistics. part. That way you can get all the money back. That's where they come from. And then they start running these big game industries because they're like, oh, fuck, wait a minute. There's a crap ton of money that I can make more in uh, in this industry than I can in, sh- in shipping and goods or whatever the fuck else. Like that's that's it. That's your answer. Uh, Reggie, Reggie, uh, sorry. Yeah. Reggie fils is probably the only one, um, apart from like some of the Sony guys from back in the day, um, who came from the shipping and goods industry to the game industry, actually listened to how things were and listened to the people and was actually really fucking good for Nintendo for decades. And then, you know, he left or whatever (laughs) and Mario got replaced by Bowser. (laughs) But, like I just love uh, that. I just love the weird irony in that because what are the odds? Yeah, um, right. Well, again, this is another part of the industry. Um, as we discussed before, Calypso, before we went live here. Um, in other industries, like when I'd worked in catering, you work in catering as well. If you were to make food, you were strictly instructed by the people in charge how dare you try serve this to someone else if you would not be delighted to sit down and eat it yourself yeah this should be something that goes across all industries all industries now granted i understand maybe there's some people that work in walmart and you're a checkout person and like you know you're having a sucky day and all that's not what i'm talking about what i'm talking about when you're relying on selling a product to a person if you're the CEO of that company, if you would not delightfully consume said product, you're doing it wrong and you should be taking yeah. steps to do that. Because not only are you being disrespectful to your customers, the more important one to them, you're also being crappy to your shareholders. Like we've seen in the last two years, many lawsuits from shareholders suing companies for frauding them. And that's where the IRS and the government takes a big interest because, you know, you can crap all over the little people, but apparently it's a major crime when you do it to the big people with the money. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, and I think, I think that's a good closing note for, for this episode is that, uh, that we deviated wildly off the top. Yeah, we did. We totally did. The dead house is on steam, but it is. I guess. Yeah, I guess. I guess uh, it kind of counts. I guess because Valve is a big corporation now, or whatever. I mean, granted, they're run by programmers and game developers, so they're slightly different. But at the end of the day, they still have shareholders. Gabe Newell is still a primary shareholder and investor within that company, despite him actually still being a developer and stuff for it. Like and it's tech. It's a totally different like line of industry, I suppose. But, but uh, yeah, it's like um. So when it comes to Deadhouse Sonata, guys, uh, just play it because Dennis, <laughs> Dennis, uh, is it's an indie company. Sort it's a of, very real and it's a yeah. rare scenario for this day and age because everyone and I can tell you this for a fact, everyone that I've worked with within the company are all actual gamers. They play video games. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, they actually uh, do. They they enjoy games. They play games, and they're trying to make Deadhouse into the game they want to play. Now, granted, yes, again, 
it's a pre-combat demo for anyone trying it out there will be ups and downs things will get nerfed things will get buffed again it's trying to find the balance as we're kind of working our way through the maze but when the game is out yeah they'll still be rebalancing but the goal is to make a game they love playing too because that's the way you make a base product really because i've had this chat with dennis he's like i want to make a game i really like and if you yeah. do that, then other people will like it too that have the same taste as you. Instead of trying to like tick boxes to like, oh, it needs to have, you know, it needs yeah. to have 900 collectibles and a discoverable map with weird towers you have to climb. You know? that's and, uh, uh, and finally i think that's the um that's the issue with a lot of triple a games and stuff today is you can tell that um underneath all the bloat that that a lot of them throw in there there's a game that these guys were making that they found enjoyable and fun um and accessible to a bunch of millions of players that's still fun but there, you know what I mean? There's something just lost in translation because they have to check all these boxes and everything else like that. But, but yeah, that's, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. Um, yeah. So just uh dead house, not a guy is on steam guys. You can play it, go play it. It's on steam. It's, yeah. <laughs> so no one has an excuse to miss out. No, although get it because it's a limited time thing. So you might want to grab that while you can. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and with that, this this show is a limited time thing, and, we, and we're out of time. So uh, you can follow Deadhouse Sonata at deadhousesonata.com. Don't forget to jump on the Discord uh, and the official forums to leave your feedback on this new uh, Deadhouse Sonata public demo for a limited time or whatever it's thing. You can follow Deadhouse Sonata on Twitter at Deadhouse Game, Instagram at Deadhouse Game. We're also on Reddit, um, Deadhouse, like r slash Deadhouse Sonata, I think. Um, that Mike can, needs to remember to update far more frequently yeah, than he should. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, you can follow uh, me, Calypso, on Twitter at Necrolibriatus. I'm also on YouTube. If you Google anything or YouTube anything, Deadhouse Sonata changes. If you I'll Google, if you go onto YouTube and search Deadhouse Sonata after the official stuff, it's Calypso. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, fo- follow me on there. Subscribe. Do all that YouTubery <laughs> stuff. Um, don't forget to follow our official Deadhouse Whispers YouTube page, where we upload all these videos and everything at Deadhouse Whispers. Faceless Mike, you can follow him at the Faceless Mike on Twitter and Twitch and. All all the other social medias, everything and everything. And uh, you have yes. got this Shillin game down to it. Yeah. Level. And uh, we will see you guys. We will see you guys in the next one. And uh, oh, yeah, we're on Spotify. Go uh, listen to this on Spotify because I'm going to mix yes. the audio better. Yeah. So there you go. And we'll try to be more podcasty friendly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Catch you all later. See you guys in the next later. one.